0: He was lost and now is found. When I was a young boy, uh, one Christmas, um, uh, my mom took us out shopping for Christmas along with several of my other brothers, and um, I remember we were in this department store, and you know, when when your parents are going shopping for Christmas, you kind of get bored with a lot of stuff, so I was playing uh, among the, you know when they hang the the clothes on those uh, the rotating things so I had I was playing among the, the pants and the shirt and I was running in and out of them and I was hiding and I would jump out and I'd see my mom's legs and I would run around and hide again and I'd come out and I'd see my mom's legs and and then eventually I did this I don't know it just felt like only for a couple of minutes obviously it was longer um, and then I look out and I see uh, my mom's legs and I go to her and it wasn't my mom And so, of course, uh, at that moment, I let out a a, a screech like a a banshee. And I was like, Mom! And, of course, she knew that screech, and so she she came running. Now, I, I, I was so mad at her. Like, how could you lose me? Like, how I'm your precious son. I went on, how could you have left me, abandoned me in the store? And I was giving her a little lecture right there. In the, and, but anyway, so she just did nothing. She just gave me a hug. And it was only later that I found out that, um, that I was gone like a half hour, 20, 30 minutes. And that she was looking everywhere for me and couldn't find me. And it was only the squeal that that let her know that I was it. And and it's funny, you know, I I thought of that because, why why do I bring that up? It's because I think that's often the way it is in life. That uh, that we're lost and we don't even know it. Like, only only when I realized it that I I, I was lost did I scream. But I was lost for a whole long time, for 20, 30 minutes before, before before I even knew it. I think that's true in life. I, I think that we, we get caught up in so many, so many different other things that, that take our attention away from the highest priorities, uh, uh, the priority of God or Christ in our life. And, and we go wandering around to all this stuff, and we don't even know we're lost. And then something happens. Something happens, uh, and we get so mad at God. Like, how could you have abandoned me, God? Like, in my moment, you weren't there. And God doesn't protest. He just carries us up and, and assures us of his, his presence. Um, and then just allows us to, um, if you would, wail. And then slowly we understand we're the ones who left God. We're the ones who, who, who had got lost in the play of life. You see, in today's um, gospel, uh, it's really uh, about lostness, right? It, there's three parables, beautiful parables, uh, the lost sheep uh, and the lost coin, and then we, it's lost, the lost son. We call it the prodigal son, but it's, called, it's really about the lost son. And, and here's what it is. We have to break it open a little bit because it tells us a whole lot about God and when we're lost, what does he do? You see, the first two is um, the lost sheep. This is a uh, typical Luke, right? He gives one for the men and one for the women, right? But he asks a really important question at the very beginning. Th- this question, just, Joe, can you turn that up just a tad? My voice is getting away. Um, it, 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 he asks this question, Who among you would not leave the 99, the desert, and go f- searching for the one? Now, if you're a shepherd in that time, the answer would would be what? No one in their right mind. No shepherd in his right mind would leave 99 good sheep for one that will be lost. And then uh, who among you uh, about the women would, would, would turn up the house upside down for the one coin? No one in their right mind would do it. See, so, so what we're meant to get here, the message is, is God's craziness. God's absolute love with us that he will do what's crazy. He will search for us no matter how far we wander. Now how far we stray that he will always come actively searching for us. So that's the first message that he assures. And that's why, you know, he is, he's talking to the Pharisees and the scribes who are complaining about him because he's going to the lost. He's going out to the lost and, and, and they're complaining about it. Now, the, this, the next parable is super important about his disposition about when he finds them after they're lost. What is the father like? And, and that's what, what we really should call is the prodigal father, not the prodigal son, because it's about the lost son and the prodigal father who does something crazy. Not only is he actively looking and seeking, watching for him, but when he goes, he showers him with blessing and grace And treats him like his son once more. Now, here's what's the really important part of this twist. Is the older son now becomes lost. And he doesn't even know he's lost. And he stays outside and doesn't come to the feast. You see, see, we're meant to hear about in this whole set of parables. About how much God loves us. How crazy God is about his love for us, so unconditional that he will always seek us out when we are lost, even when we don't know it, and, he will always, and we do make our way back. And then when we do come to our senses like the lost son, and we do make our way back, he showers us with his mercy and grace, blessing, showering us like his, his only son, right? That's, that's the message we're meant to hear over and over again. Now, here's what's really important, is, is a lot of us feel, like we come to church here all the time, and, and, and you're all regulars, and, and it's wonderful, and so we might have a tinge feeling like that older, that older brother that, that is the faithful one, and why are, you giving, why are you giving so much to the younger son who lived a life of dissipation, uh, spending all the, the property on prostitutes, as he said, right? Right? Um, But we're meant to celebrate. See, this is about the feast. And if God, here's the most important part of this. God is going to search you and I out when we are lost, even when we don't know it. Then he's going to do it for every single other person. No matter how far they have strayed. And so that's why the doors need to be always open. We need to recognize that we ought to be like God the Father and be merciful, and to welcome back all, no matter how far they've strayed, and no far, how far they have gone away. That we welcome them, always welcome back. So what does that look like for us? What does that welcoming look like? I mean, we've got to get down to the, bra- I think we've got to not only just open physically our doors like this, and try to get people into church, but we need to do what Jesus does. We need to go out we need to go out to the, and go searching like the Father. And, and that doesn't mean we go and tell people they got to go back to church. But we need to love them where exactly they are right now. Because they might come to their senses if they feel loved. They might come to their senses if they feel loved. And that love that comes through us comes from God. So my friends, as we come to this feast, and we know that we're loved, and we might feel that, uh, that we are not lost, then our role is to go out and to find those who are lost, and to love them wherever they are, so that they, that they can come to their senses, but that they will know that they are loved by God and by us. All are welcome, and sometimes we are lost. God still always, always seeks us out. And will find us. His grace is enough.